Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys that fall Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter uh, with Dave Johnson. Of course, you can tell I'm not Dave Johnson. He is not in uh, tonight. I'm sitting, I'm Coach Mike Wallace, and I'm going to be sitting in for him. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure to be working uh, with the J.C. Hawks Sports Network and um, you know, we're doing doing this uh, this fifth quarter tonight. Uh, hey, call-ins are welcome at 657-383-1020. Again, that's 657-383-1020. Or you can go to radio.jchawks.com uh, and get onto the chat and send some questions our way. Again, that's radio.jchawks.com. Uh, click on the chat. You can send some questions or we can chat it up. Uh, so uh, it's been a little while since I've actually been on here and talking. I've been uh, been busy myself, and uh, you know, again, Coach Dave Johnson, if you're just now tuning in, is not with us this evening, um, and he'll be back real soon. Um, so he's asked me to fill in, and uh, I'm happy to do so. So where do we start? Um, I, you know, listen, I know women's football right now is on the off season, and all across the country, you have women's football uh, doing tryouts. Uh, they're doing fundraisers. They're doing uh, you know, countless things that they can do to, to, to make money uh, or to get their season started off on the right foot. Uh, and it's an exciting time, really, uh, in football, uh, for women anyway, because everybody right now uh, is on an even slate. Uh, you do have past champions uh, that just won this past year. But you know what? The new season starts, and it's going to be here before we know it, and everybody's on an even slate. So if you're out there uh, and you're part of women's football, hey, listen, uh, you know, I, I wish nothing but the best for every women's football team this year. Uh, and, you know, keep working and keep sharing uh, the knowledge if you're a coach out there uh, and, and just keep grinding because, uh, you know, this is what, um, you know, this is what it's all about in the off seasons where you, you know, you win football games on the off seasons by recruiting and, 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 and making that money just like you do in practices. So it is a, uh, it's a complex system sometimes uh, and it's, it wears you thin. Um, but, uh, you know, stay with it because, uh, in the end, uh, you know, it, it's for the common good to grow the sport uh, of women's football and to uh, to broaden the horizon uh, for the pinnacle of where women's football can actually uh, get to. So, um, busy weekend uh, in sports. We had college football, which is back. I, for one, is, and, and grateful to have uh, football back on the tube. Uh, I didn't watch many preseason games in, in the NFL uh, all that's behind us because the NFL kicked off yesterday uh, or this past weekend, starting actually with Thursday with the Packers and the Bears, and then we just had a, a fun-filled uh, weekend of football. So, you know, I, I want to start a little bit talking about uh, some, some issues or an issue that has been, been bogging my mind a little bit uh, with uh, football and football players in general. Uh, and if you are, unless you're living under a rock and you don't know anything about football, uh, this Antonio Brown situation uh, is, has been about as big as of an issue uh, uh, in, that you can possibly think about in sports in recent history uh, with the antics uh, that Mr. Antonio Brown felt that he needed to pull uh, in order to get himself um, released not by one team but two teams, that being the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Raiders. Um, you know, listen – if, if you want to um, put in perspective of what Antonio Brown uh, has done and how he's able to do it, and some of you, uh, you know, I've, I've heard several people say, well, you know what, he's going out there to get his money or he's turned down a lot of money, he wants to win a championship. Well, I'm telling you this. 
he is not going to get away with all that stuff that he's been doing with under uh, over there in New England to be part of that Patriot way. Uh, it's either the Patriot way or it's the highway. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, for one, am, am, I've listened to a lot of uh, uh, feedback from ESPN and, and from other uh, sources. Uh, I've heard five games. They give him five games before he actually does something that's going to cause him to be either suspended or uh, removed from the Patriots. Um, I, you know, listen, he's a heck of a talent. There is no doubt. Um, and I'm one I'm surprised uh, that uh, uh, Belichick has actually taken uh, an interest in him, thinking uh, he must really think that this guy has all the talent in the world to make his team better. Uh, and it seems like year after year, you don't, the Patriots don't need those type of players, those big-name players. The big-name players they have right now is Tom Brady, and that's pretty much everybody else falls in line. I, for one, am surprised that he is, uh, was signed with New England. Um, I, for one, think that, um, you know, he will conform. I think it'll be longer than five games. I think it'll be a year. I think he'll do okay on the field, or on the field but I think it's off the field uh, that the Patriots aren't going to deal with it. Now, here is the flip side of the coin is that this could – every year right now the Patriots on a year-to-year contract, it seems like, with who's going to retire and who's not going to retire. So – um, you know, where, what happens at the end of the season if you see Belichick retire and you see uh, Tom Brady retire? I don't know. Does Antonio Brown stay? Does he want to go? I don't know. But anyway, it's going to make for some good football. I think he's a heck of a talent. Uh, he's, he's got some dominant numbers over, this, over his course of his career thus far. Uh, but, you know, again, the off-field antics are something that to really, really keep an eye on. Um, uh, you know, just uh, you watched Hard Knocks a little bit, and you didn't really get to gauge a lot of how Antonio Brown was as a person um, on Hard Knocks. But I'll tell you, in, in, in you, you sit back and look at this, that's how not to act. If you are young, if you're a girl and you are a woman and you want to play football, if you're a young guy and you want to play football, that is not how to go about handling your business. Uh, it seemed to me in my eyes very immature, uh, but we don't know the circumstances all behind Antonio Brown. But anyway, wish him well, and uh, he's going to make the Patriots better on the outside for sure, and it's going to be an interesting season. You know, running down a little bit of what happened so far in the NFL, I, I you know, I was surprised with some scores. Um, I think if you look uh, across the board uh, as a whole, uh, there were some really big surprises uh, as far as low scoring or really poor performances. Um, <clears throat> you know, I didn't want for uh, Thursday night when the Packers and the Bears were playing. I thought the Bears would put up a little better numbers. Uh, but to lose that game 10-3, to 3, um, you know, Low-scoring game, that's typically what you would like to see in your first game, a really hard-fought game all the way around, and, uh, you know, a seven-point victory. Green Bay pulled that out. But, you know, the surprise so far I saw Sunday was the Cleveland Browns. I I, I cannot be – I'm shaking my head, scratching my head, throwing my hands up, trying to understand how does a team with that much talent – only muster up 13 points at home with all of the acquisitions they've made. Kind of a letdown, a letdown, not kind of, a huge letdown. Um, You know, they got uh, Odell Beckham Jr. signs. They have a quarterback who's their next franchise quarterback, and he just, he lays an egg. I mean, this, I mean, how many interceptions did he throw this? I mean, it was, it was four, four interceptions he threw. Um, and Baker Mayfield is a heck of a talent. Uh, but they got outplayed, and they got outcoached by the Tennessee Titans, 43-13. to 13. Um, What a way for Tennessee and to, to start off, at least in the NFL. We'll get to the uh, other Tennessee team here in a few minutes. <clears throat> you know, look at the Ravens uh, and the Dolphins. The Ravens, they came out in 59 points against the Dolphins. I mean, that's a way to start the season if you're the Ravens. I'll tell you, Lamar Jackson. 17, 17 of 20 for 324 yards and six touchdowns. Those are sick numbers. Sick numbers. I think that uh, I think they're already talking about Flacco who. Um, we talk about the Falcons and the Vikings. There's another team, the Falcons, who, 
who you think every year is a team that's going to be a contendent there in the in the, in the uh the NFC for the Super Bowl. They're already starting off 0-1. They get eh, somewhat blasted by the Vikings at 28 to 12. Uh so the Vikings they start off with a 1-0. The Bills beat the Jets. Close game. Probably that is the closest game of the day. Uh 17-16 the Bills. I tell you they they uh Josh Allen threw for 30 uh 38 yards. Um, touchdown pass uh, with three minutes left, and, and Buffalo go ahead and beat the Jets. Redskins, I'm a Cowboy fan, so my two favorite teams, any team that plays the Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. And the Eagles did what I needed them to do in beating the Redskins, um, 32-27. Uh, you know, I can I can talk all day a little about how much I we, we – I say we because as Cowboy fans, we dislike the Redskins. Um, the Rams, listen – you know, for a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, they start off the season at 1-0, but only a three-point win to a scrappy Panther team who, um, you know, really played well, did not well enough to win, but they did play well. And that's kind of a shocker for me because I really thought the Panthers didn't look like they had everything they needed this year uh, to be a contender. Of course, it's only one game, uh, and so we'll see how that goes. The Chiefs seem to have picked off right where they, they left off. Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 33, 378 yards and three touchdowns, 40 to 26 over the Jaguars. Uh, and the Colts, well, we talked about stories. Why I mentioned stories at the beginning of the season. One of those biggest stories is the retirement of Andrew Luck. Um, I, I, I will talk about that briefly, but I will tell you this. Andrew Luck turned down a buttload of money to retire. If you cannot respect that, for him to not say, okay, I'm hurt, but I'm going to sign this contract because I need the money or I want the money. I'm not sure he needs the money, but he's wanting that money. But for him to walk away from a contract and for him to do what he did and to say, listen, this is why I'm stepping away, I don't think you can have anything but respect for that man. Um, And, uh, you know, we saw him, uh, was it last year, we were in a Nissan Stadium um, with a Thunder uh, the Tri-Cities Thunder, and, you know, little did we know that that was going to be one of his last games. Uh, but the Chargers came through, and listen, uh, the Colts didn't play a bad game. You know, they only lost uh, by six points, 24 to 30. You got your Bengals beating the, or losing to the Seahawks. The Seahawks win 21 to 20. That was a real close game. Of course, my Cowboys, 35-17 over the Giants. Really good and really happy for that. Really good weekend for me. So, well, I went one and one. I'll talk about the other Texas team. Uh, here's the Giants and the Cardinals. Not the Giants. The Lions and the Cardinals. Uh, they finished at uh, tied in overtime, 27 to 27. Uh, it seems like ties are happening a little more uh, in, in the NFL. I think here, recent memory, we've had more than you could probably think back to the last 30 or 40 years. Um, it seems like every time you turn around, at least at some point during a season of every season, there's at least one, uh, and they didn't see all that too common. But that seemed that was a, a heck of a game in overtime. 49ers beat the Buccaneers, 31 to 17. Uh, the Patriots and the Steelers. We got a girl uh, on our team who loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, she's from Pittsburgh, and I know that this tore her apart uh, to see the Patriots come out there without Antonio Brown and just, uh, you know, just dismantle the Steelers at 33-3. to The Saints beat the Texans 30-28, to and there was a little bit of controversy in there. It seems like the Saints are getting, uh, I don't know, somebody has it out for the Saints, but they ended up winning twenty or 30-28. to And then the Raiders, who are just getting away from all of the hoopla with Antonio Brown, uh, come out and they do exactly what they're supposed to do, to move forward and to prove to everybody and fans and skeptics that they can win without Antonio Brown, and they pull it out 24 to 16 over the Broncos. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's like I almost want to tell myself sometimes that, you know, uh, you know professional athletes need a break, but, uh, you know, they don't. They play professional sports for a living. This is what they do. They play a game, um, and I think that, uh, you know, going back to the Antonio Brown, I think no matter what happens, uh, you know, sports um, figures are going to be looked at as role models. They are going to be looked at 
uh, as someone who is supposed to carry themselves in a different stature. Um, but, uh, you know, good for the Raiders to do exactly what they did and move forward uh, with the Antonio Brown situation. Um, college football. Um, Real quick, run through some scores. Uh, you know, there's a lot of college football teams out there, so if I don't get to certain teams or, or you know, your team, you know, I'm sorry, uh, but there are a lot of football teams out there. Um, I, for one, um, am a Texas Longhorn fan uh, living in the state of Tennessee, uh, which <clears throat> outside of Texas I would say there are a lot of Texas fans in Tennessee, and so I think there are a lot of um, – yeah, that's kind of a good thing, uh, and there's a lot of support for the Texas Longhorns um, in inside of the state of Tennessee. Uh, but Texas put on a fight. Uh, LSU came in, and I thought at halftime uh, that that game was going to get blown out. I thought Texas was going to get blown out, but they, they made it a game. Uh, they came back, uh, and uh, I was so proud to see the way that that team fought back. Uh, of course, you know, talking to, to Dave this past week and, a loss is a loss, and he's right. A loss is a loss. Uh, there are no moral victories in losing. Uh, but uh, the way that that team fought back, I think, as a fan, as a fan, now I'm not talking as a coach, as a fan, I was very proud uh, of the way they fought back. As a coach, fundamentally, defense, that secondary, struggling. Uh, they're going to struggle all season uh, if they can't fundamentally put together um, – you know, a better secondary than that. And, you know, recruiting is over. The season, the team they got is what they got. So they're going to have to find a way uh, to to make it happen. Um, so, and then there's a Tennessee team uh, starting off 0-2. You know, they've been to, college football has been on for two weeks. They lose uh, to Georgia State and then uh, another heartbreaking loss to BYU this past weekend. I've seen, personally, I've seen a lot and heard a lot about uh, they need to fire a coach and they need to get rid of uh, Pruitt uh, here in Tennessee. And, and, and we need to move forward as far as Tennessee. And the, a lot of people are trying to get uh, Palmer back, uh, who, of course, he led them to their last national championship. I don't know if that's the answer. Typically, you get a new coach in there. And if he's a new coach coming into a big-time program, and Tennessee is a big-time program. As of late, they have been winning like a big-time, but it's a big name, big-time program. I, Butch Davis was there three years ago. A lot of these guys are still a Butch Davis team. So Jeremy Pruitt really hasn't put in his finger, uh, his thumbprint on this team yet. It seems like last year uh, they had a, a little more uh, spunk to them earlier in the season. It seems like last year, if Tennessee was to lose a game, they would come back and fight uh, a thousand times harder uh, to, to um, get this, uh, you know, get that monkey off their back. Um, but for whatever reason, they've started off uh, 0-2. The tough thing is about it is, is that anytime, 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 any team, doesn't matter who it is, it, but if you're in the SEC and you start off 0-2, when you start to get into the meat of your, your, um, uh, meat of your schedule. I mean, when you're playing SEC teams, teams like LSU, of course, LSU is, is uh, you know, right now, and LSU has moved to the top three in the country. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's going to be tough for, for Tennessee. Um, SEC is always tough, but, you know, if they don't have something uh, fixed in that secondary, uh, letting off some big plays, a linebacker play, a quarterback play. I mean, it's all around uh, a debacle right now in Tennessee. But Jason Pruitt comes from Alabama. I think he has that, that pedigree in him to, to make a winner. So, listen, you, you buy you, – your money bought Jason Pruitt, Tennessee. Listen, let's, 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 let's see it through with, with Jason Pruitt. You can't call for the man's head just yet um, and, and understand that the thumbprint that he's going to put on this team – uh, once it's actually his team, meaning that all these players that came through under Butch Jones, give them some time. I mean, they're 0-2, but, you know, they can still salvage this season and get into a bowl season. So uh, college football is is uh, probably a, a huge love of mine uh, outside of, of me coaching women's football. 
we talked about Texas. We talked about Tennessee. I also wanted to mention uh, another school up there in New York called the Military Academy. Um, we, um, I'm an Army veteran, and so uh, Army almost goes into the big house and pulls up another upset. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this game up is because that is a Davis against Goliath type battle. Army, you're not going to find a lot of athletes that come through these military academies like the Navy, the Air Force, or Army. These athletes that come through there have a different agenda nine times out of ten. They're not looking to play professional sports, uh, although there are some that come through that play professional sports, but that isn't their main agenda. Football is a scholarship to get them into these, these academies because they are really expensive. So when you see a team like Army go into Michigan and push Michigan to the brinks of, of winning or losing, I'm sorry, you know, it, it just warms your heart to see that those small schools that are playing for the names on the back of their jersey, and I say back of their jersey because these Army on the back of their jersey has the word Army. There are no names. They're playing for the back of their jerseys. And much like they do in military, they're playing for their buddy next to them to the left or the right. Kudos to Army. They're going to have a great season. Uh, and so I'm excited to see uh, some more schools, uh, uh, small schools, uh, to get, uh, get up and running. All right, we are going to go to the call lines. We have Amanda Harvey. Is Amanda, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I'm, yes, I can. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Coach? Uh, not too bad. I haven't seen you since, uh, well, I'll see you this weekend, but uh, it's been uh, almost two weeks. Um, yep. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm, I'm sure, Amanda, you've been on the show before. This is Amanda Harvey. She is our uh, she's one of our, our offense and uh, linemen for the Tri-Cities Thunder. And she is uh, – this is her second year with us. And, and just to give a little bit of background on you, Amanda, go ahead and fill it in, into our listeners uh, just exactly who you are. Uh, well, I grew up in what little town called Lake City, called Rocky Top, Tennessee now, and basically stayed around the Knoxville area until moving out this way. My husband's from Sneedville, Tennessee, which is in Hancock County. Where we currently reside, I've got two small children, Kobe and Jordan. They are named after the basketball players. And I love playing football. I started off with the Knoxville Lightning for a year. Had to take a year off to have my daughter. And then um, push comes shove came out this way and loved it ever since. Well, I'll tell you, we're, we're, we're certainly happy and glad to have you with us. Um, what What are some... Talk a little bit about this this journey last year, unless you and I'm pretty sure again that you've talked with with Coach Dave a little bit uh, on the air. But talk a little bit about this journey uh, and give a brief synopsis of what it was like from the time that you got to uh, the Thunder until the uh, the final the clock was at all zeros in the national championship game. Uh, it was you know the the whole the whole emotion getting to the Thunder was an emotional roller coaster for me, but. You know, when I finally made the decision to come on out and, and give it a look, I still hadn't decided to say, yes, I'm I'm going to be a Thunder and, and uh, you know, come aboard. And then as soon as I got to practice, you know, Coach Dave handed me the playbook and he's like, here, I want you to, you know, take pictures of this. I want you to study it. Got any questions, ask me. Um, you know, Jennifer was probably one of the first people that talked to me along with Stephanie. And it really just – you know, you know when you're supposed to belong somewhere. Just you get that gut feeling that this is where you where you need to be. So I was like, this is kind of feeling kind of cool, but I'm I'm not gonna you know play into it yet. I feel a little skeptical of everything. And so when when I did get into practice, I was like, man, I've I've got to get back into this. I can't go you know another year without playing because honestly, every time I moved my shoulder pads or helmet or jerseys or something the year I took off to have my daughter even though it was a really great reason to not play I cried almost every time it was like man I just you know I need to get back there I need to get back and so once I got back in you know into the practice I was like well I'll go to this game and, and we'll see how it goes uh previous track record you know didn't get really get to play a whole lot um but you know due to circumstances but uh getting in there coach gave me a fair shot and then ended up starting so it it was kind of 
it just kind of went really fast and my bucket list had lots more check marks on it than I ever thought would happen. And at first it was like, man, I just want to play, you know, like eight or 10 plays a game. And then it got to be like, well, you know, wow, I'd like to play a couple of plays of defense because all I'm playing is offense. And so it's, it's been amazing. And I'm, I'm, I was so sad when it ended, you know, but I was happy at the same time because definitely got that championship, but I'm ready for next season. Well, I, I mentioned at the top of the program that, you know, the, this is a, a, an interesting time in women's football because, uh, you know, there there is a lot of recruiting going on behind the scenes of a lot of teams, whether they're trying to get players to come over from other teams, other leagues, and so forth. But this is the time to do all that. Um, is there is there any type of advice that you would give uh, if, if, let's say, somebody's looking to see if the grass is either greener or not greener on the other side of a fence? Uh, is there any advice that you would give to somebody to say, hey, uh, you know, do or don't try to follow where, like you had mentioned, this is where you belong. Um, is there any advice that you would give to anybody to say, hey, listen, you know, if you're feeling that, that's where you go? You, you definitely, you definitely, if you're, especially if you're a member of a, a you know, like I was a member of, of another team, you definitely want to be transparent about it because you don't want people to think, oh, well, they just don't like me or, oh, they think it's better over there when it's really not. You you really want to try it out. You want to talk to people that's, you know, on that team. And, you know, we had we had several players that I'd played with my first year came over to the Thunder this year. And, you know, they were all trying the whole time before the season ever began, before the Titan, you know, the Titan Stadium game ever came up. They were like, just come with us, just come with us. We love you, just come with us. You know you're going to love it over here. And, you know, at some point you've got to just ask yourself, is this really going to be better or am I good where I'm at? And if you have any doubt that you're good where you're at, you need to be open about it, and then you need to go and find that other place because there is a place for you. And, you know, with women's football becoming very, you know, kind of well-known now, uh, there's a lot of people that know about us. We have, you know, we have our radio station here and, there's the, you know, the leagues that are getting sponsorships and things out west and stuff. You really got to find your place because you don't want to be spinning your wheels somewhere that's not going to give you the time. It's just like a, a normal relationship. Why why give somebody your all that's not going to give you anything back in return? You know, and I gave my all to my former team, and it was absolutely nothing to do with the owners or the, you know, players that caused me to leave. My work schedule actually made me, you know, look for – look for a way out because I simply couldn't make it. I couldn't be 100% to them. I couldn't dedicate myself, and I, you know, was very afraid that I was going to end up getting somebody hurt. So, you know, once I could get them to understand that I just simply can't make it, I don't want to I don't want to play football at all, it, then, you know, the opportunity comes and it all fits. You know, practice is on Sundays. I'm off on Sundays. My husband's off on Sundays. So I have somebody to watch the kids. It, it all fits. And once you find that, it's like this huge weight lifted off your shoulder of I'm not going to let anybody down. You won't let your family down. You won't let your work down. You won't let your team down. And that's when you know you're comfortable and that's when you know when you're at and that you're supposed to be there. You know, you mentioned Nissan stadium uh, and, you know, last year's game in Nissan stadium was such a, well, the first one was rained out. Um, and the second one yeah. was an actual, you know, was, was really a, a, a good event for us. Two part question. Yep. Talk about a little bit about that experience being on that field, and then where is another stadium that you can uh, that you would like to play in? Uh, the experience of being on the field, um, I, I actually didn't go to the March game because that was in the whole turmoil of leave or don't leave football. But when I went in December, I'm telling you, I'd never been to a professional game before. So I was already starstruck by being just in such a huge atmosphere. Yeah, I'd been to Friday night football and I'd been to UT games and, you know, you get, you get this rush that comes over you just from being there and then to see how it's all laid out that, that, that just gives you this rush of, Oh man, this, you know, this is why they do it. This is really why they do it. It's not the millions of dollars. It's not the possible contracts or lifelong you know, money that they can make. It's really because this is what it feels like. This is what you want it to be. Um, so, you know, just being able to dress out, even though, it, you know, there was millions of gallons of water pouring off of us, and it it, it really, to see your, your teammates out there on the Jumbotron and to see them out there where professional players play and walking through the, the corridors there, 
we ran into Eddie George. We walked by Andrew Luck, who was doing his final uh, interview. And I walked out with one of the Titans players who, I'm, I apologize, I don't know his name, but, you know, we walked out and he and he was completely human. He was just like, what do y'all do? And I'm like, well, we play women's football. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I, I didn't know if they did anything like that. And I was like, oh, yeah. I said, we, we, you know, it's been around for years and years. And uh, I said, don't worry, we'll be back. I said, so you should come and check us out. So, you know, it's spreading the word. Getting it out there, it makes you feel really good to see just the magnitude that these guys play in. And then, you know, it, it I don't know, it was, it was kind of overwhelming, to, to be honest with you, a little bit. Um, as far as another field that I would love to play in, I, I, I mean, I'm a huge Crackers fan, so I want to play in the Tundra. And I want to play when it's cold. I want to, I want to feel it just like the Packers feel it in the frozen Tundra. And that's that's been my dream is to even go to a game up in up in Green Bay, but that's that would be my stadium if we could pick one. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Amanda Harvey. She is a uh, offensive lineman for our Tri Cities Thunder football team. Um, hey, listen, I have a question for my kids. I have, my kids are adults now, um, so mm-hmm. they they see they see what I I do as far as coaching and. Uh, my, my kids can, I mean, listen, I'll be blunt. They can, they can care less uh, that I, I coach football, <laughs> let alone women's football. Um, but your kids are very young. And what are your, getting a little deep on you here, what, what do you want your kids as they get older to remember about mommy as a football player? Well, um, you know, Kobe's four, and Jordan just turned 18 months old. So, really, I want them to see it as, you know, Mommy went out and did something that she wanted to do. Um, you know, this is something I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. It was something that I probably should have just went ahead and got out of my system as a little kid, and then I wouldn't be turning 34 in October still trying to live that childhood dream. But, you know, I also want them to see it that even even though – they're sacrificing and they're out in the heat and they're out in the cold and they're out in the rain or they're out in, you know, they have to go to babysitters or whatever. I want them to know that they, they can do anything that they want to do, anything that they put their mind to, anything they put their heart to. Um, you know, I always, I always told my husband, I said, I'll, I'll quit playing as soon as one of them wants to do something else. I'm not going to hold back from their childhood dreams. You know, I don't want them to be 35 and trying to play football or whatever, just because they didn't, I wouldn't let them because I was doing it. But you know, I want them to see this as a positive experience that, you know, you can you can dedicate yourself to something and still have a job, still have a family, and still have a house and dogs and, you know, whatever, and to take care of. But you, it's just really whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. And that's what I, that's really what I want them to to see from this. Well said. Well said. Let me ask you this. Now you're a Packers fan, okay? You just you just yeah. admitted that. Not everybody's perfect, okay? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I'll, I wear that on my sleeve. Everybody knows it. Jennifer gives me a hard time when they lose. Uh, yep. I didn't hear anything from her. I didn't hear anything from her Sunday since they won. So, Jennifer, if you're listening, uh, I, I didn't hear anything from you. Uh, did you happen to watch the Packers game? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. And they shouldn't have won. What? I was sitting there the whole time. They should not have won. Well, why should they have not have won? What 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 is it about the Packers that that made them uh, from from you as 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 knowing what you know about football now? What, what well, number one, the Packers. Uh, no, number one, I, I would not want to be in a hundred miles of you or Dave if uh, I let five sacks or six sacks happen. That that's number one. I, you know, you you killed your quarterback, you know, five or six times. Not to mention the ones that even weren't counted as a sack. Just simply because you may you let holes through, you didn't cover your man correctly, and and I've been there. I've been that person to pop a person off and go to the next one, thinking somebody else is going to pick them up, and they don't. But you know they're on professional levels. This 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 you know they they know their man. They know this is second nature to them. It should be, and that number one was was they shouldn't have won. Number two, I don't know where the uh, the line was at all for the Bears. Like, I, I, it, I, it was mind-boggling just trying to watch it. I'm like, there's no reason that this game is happening. There's This this game's not ha- – this this preseason. And, 
you know, Bobby was watching it with me, and I was like, I, I don't even know what's going on here. And he actually picked the Packers to win in a ball board that we're in. And I was like, there's no reason. I said, I'm sorry, they shouldn't have won. <laughs> so that's that's the biggest thing is that the, it didn't even seem like the line had showed up for the game. So I don't know if Aaron made them mad or, or if they just, you know, weren't jailed. Something, something's not right. But, listen, Aaron Rodgers is, is uh, in my mind, I think he's in the top two of the greatest quarterbacks, um, mm-hmm. at least in my, my air. Um, uh, but you're absolutely right, five sacks. I, I, listen, I, I don't know if I'd be wanting to stand on the sideline if uh, we've given up five sacks. I don't know if I could even <laughs> talk to, to Dave. Uh, I don't know if I could get a word in. I can barely get a word in now. So uh, right. to think that uh, five <laughs> sacks for us, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't imagine uh, of anybody uh, it being a good day for. Um, you know, there are a lot of young women out there who may be thinking about playing mm-hmm. football. Amanda, what what are some what are some benefits for young women to play football? I mean, you hear all the time about how sports uh, creates uh, a great character and it teaches you teamwork and it teaches you the importance of hard work. Uh, well, if, if there is if there is a young woman out there right now who loves football, knows football, and is thinking about playing football, what are some positives for a woman to play football? Well, the positives, um, you know, you, you, the biggest thing I think everybody on our team, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I think if they were asked the same question, it would come up as one of their answers is the camaraderie. You have 20, you know, sisters that – are all together, you know each other, you see each other every other weekend to every weekend. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of time with somebody, you get to know them, your kids kind of, you know, like my, mine and Lydia's kids, they just kind of run around together and, you know, they just mesh and it's like their brothers and sisters or cousins and, and, you know, there's just that camaraderie that everybody knows somebody's got them. You know, you, you know, like if I needed anything, I know that I could call on probably anybody and you know even to a person that I may not speak to you know maybe just at practice I know if I needed something or I needed them and I needed them emotionally you know physically whatever they they would be there and that's that's a huge benefit because when you're an adult you know a lot of times you forget about that you forget to you know have your friends you forget to do things outside of you know work or family or whatever and so it's kind of it's kind of like going out you know every weekend you know you've got a group of people you're going to hang out with and you know the other benefits you get to you get to grow you get to grow with people you get to mold into this group uh, you know I mean the the, the Tri-City Thunder is it has it was meshed so well together you know that's one of the that's another thing that the, the you know the the vibe was just like everybody had grew up together, you know, it's just a bunch of, bunch of girls out there playing backyard ball is everybody had fun, but everybody did the job. And so, you know, you have something to look forward to every time you got to go to practice, you've got somebody there who's got your back. You've got somebody there who will, you know, definitely help you. You know, there's no, there's no stupid questions that's asked on the field, you know, and, and I, I'll be the goofball and, and, you know, ask the dumb question that I think somebody needs to know and, you know, and and there, but there's not one, and so it's just that it's it's a big positive. You know, work can get you down, bills get you down, life gets you down. That's not going to get you down because it's ever, it's ever growing. It's not it's not something that's going to bring you down, and that's that's the best part about our team in general is that you know you have that to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I, I turn on the TV or I, I look at uh, a Facebook post or if I look at uh, something on, on ESPN, uh, there seems to be uh, a, uh, a woman making strides in men's professional sports, uh, whether you have women in the coaching ranks or uh, a woman uh, kicking a 58-yard field goal uh, mm-hmm. uh, at, a, at a practice. Um, how for you as a woman playing this game, Okay, that is has been you know dominated by men since really the starting of it. How does Amanda Harvey? How, how much pride do you take in seeing other women uh, succeeding and making more of a name for women in the sport of men's prof- or in men's professional sports? 
It, it's, I mean, it's like watching your big sister grow up and, you know, become the doctor or the lawyer or whatever. You know, you see this girl, this girl who was just like you were, you know, going to school, playing a sport or, you know, striving to be something. And then they've, you know, broke barriers that weren't ever supposed to be broken. And, you know, the, the girl who kicked the 55-yard field goal, you know, she you know, that could have been any, any girl that, that wanted to try it. And the fact that she got to try it and she got to do it, that, you know, that just shows another person, well, hey, if she can do it, I can do it too. And, you know, Katie Sowers is a, she's an assistant coach for San Fran. And um, I got the privilege of, of knowing her because um, she, she hung out with the, the Lightning and actually coached us in uh, our final game my first year. And watch, listening to her talk about her experience, talking about how she's never going to get be able to put pads on again because of her injuries, but knowing that she loved it so much that the injuries didn't matter, that she didn't care how sore she was the next day. You know, she, she worked hard and she sought out those internships and worked hard at it to get these spots. And, you know, the, the other girl, she, Jen, that's uh, the other coach, she is actually on the on the game now. She's the first woman female to be put on the game and on the ESPN game. So, you know, there's barriers that are being broken, and it just, we just need to now flood the gates, and that's, that's what everybody should strive for. If you're wanting to be a coach or wanting to be a player, strive for it. Go for it. I was told no. I had hard nose my whole, my whole young life. You know, going to the football meetings in high school and being looked at and kind of snickered at and made fun of and then going and talking to the coach and saying, you know, I'm really serious about this. I really want to do this. I, I, you know, I'll give you my all if you'll give me a chance just to be told, well, I could only probably place you, put you at place kicker. And, you know, I'm 200, I was 220 pounds in high school. There was no way a place kicker was going to be, you know, was going to be me. I, I probably couldn't kick my way out of a paper bag if I had to. And so to know that that's the only spot that he would even consider and then to know that you wouldn't excel at it just knows that they're, they're not for you. These women had people who were for them. They backed them. They bought into them, and that's, that's what they have to strive for now. And it does, it does make you proud to see it. It does make you happy. And every time I hear one, I share it. When I find out about a, you know, a little kid playing a little league ball, I make sure to you know, share it and we and even try to go to some of the games. There's a couple of little girls here in Hancock County that are playing and when home when home games come around I'm gonna to try to be there. Just, you know, in my jersey showing them that hey, you've got somewhere to go and this is what you can do later on in life. Mm. Yeah, again, we're talking with Amanda Harvey. She is an offensive lineman for the Tri Cities Thunder. Uh I you made the all star team this year. Yeah. What was what was it like? Uh, being on the field and, 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 and talk a little bit about the difference uh, from what you experienced on the field as an all-star player with the all-star team as to, uh, well, I don't want to say the difference, but compare the, the, the feeling. I mean, you're an all-star. I mean, that's got to feel, uh, it's got to feel amazing, right? It, it does. And, you know, to come in a little bit late in the season and, you know, get to play – I got to play quite a bit, and I got to play a lot more than I ever dreamed that I would get to play, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, I was I was nominated as, a, as an alternate, and Coach was like, don't worry, you're going to get to play. And, you know, it's a fun game. It, it definitely is. It's one that you can get to know other people from, you know, other teams. And there was uh, many girls that, you know, I would love to live close by that we could either go and, you know, hang out or go hang – go to each other's games or – whatever and and just you know some really fantastic people that you get to meet and so that's that's a benefit of, of being an all-star but to you know have that all-star jersey to play in that game and I played the whole game I wasn't expecting you know any of it but I started and played the whole game you know it, it makes you feel like you've done something and you know we just won the championship and not the, you know the day before and that that hadn't even got to set in you know enough for me it, it all hit me leaving the all-star game as I was going to food city to pick up my little boy's uh, birthday cake. You know, he, uh, it just all hit me all at once. It's like, I've never, I've never dreamed of doing all of this. I'm ne- I never thought all-star. I never thought championship. Heck, I never thought playoffs, you know, and we know we didn't have to have a playoff game this year because of all the forfeits, but you know, had there, had that been there, it, w- it would have just, it's blown my mind. And 
there's not enough words for me to describe the actual feeling other than it's absolute amazing. And I wear my all-star jersey out. I wore it to my cousin's baby shower the other day. And, you know, I wear my Thunder jersey. I wore it to the the Walter State Arena for the when we did that booth. And, you know, it just says something. And it, it feels a little different to wear it now as opposed to when I was putting it on, you know, with pads and stuff. So, you know, I've got something to live up to for next year too. So it puts you on another level of, hey, I did this, but I've got to do it better now. So it kind of motivates you to move on to the next, you know, the next level. Again, we're talking with Amanda Harvey of the Tri-Cities Thunder. Um, uh, If you have a call or want to talk to, uh, have a question for us, you feel free to call in at 657-383-1020. Amanda, let me ask you a question from uh, a a self you as Amanda Harvey, as a football player, mm-hmm. what does Amanda Harvey have to do right now or start this year uh, to, to get to, to do better? What are some things that you would like to see yourself improve on? I want to improve on, uh, you know, my quickness off the ball. That's number one is, you know, coming off the ball quicker, getting to my person quicker. Um, physically, you know, I'd like to drop a little bit of weight. Um, I'm up, he- you know, pretty heavy. Uh, I'm up at the two fifty. I'm at two fifty five, and I want to drop down to like maybe two thirty, two twenty, and you know, with that comes a little bit will come a little bit of speed. But most of all, number one is I I want to learn more about the positions I'll be playing. You know, if you're going to leave me at left tackle, great. I want I want to know everything I can about left tackle, but I also want to know about right tackle and guard. And eventually, I I you know I'd like for you guys if you need a defensive person you'll be like hey we can put a mandate and we can trust that she's going to know what to do so my knowledge is is number one that I'm wanting to work on and you know coaches like it'll come with time it'll come you know experience and knowledge comes with time and you'll get it and you know that's that's what I want to work on I want I want more knowledge about what I'm supposed to do so I can make those key plays so those plays can then turn into touchdowns or they can you know turn into huge yardage gains and that's you know, all going to come back with coming off the ball right, coming off the ball to the per, you know correct person, and knowing what to do if that if that person you know goes to a different side, and I you know I know what to do. So that's pretty much what Amanda Harvey's working on is speed and agility and, and knowledge. If you are a, a if you're a female coach, okay, and you mm-hmm. are uh, coaching in a a male's league or men's professional football or men's football period. You walk in, here's Amanda Harvey. She walks in, she's the new coach or she's a new coach. What does Amanda Harvey tell these guys that they have never heard before or seen before? How does, if you're a coach, and I guess the reason why I'm asking this question is because I've, I've, I've heard it before. Well, how are these men going to listen to any of these female coaches? Why should they listen to these female coaches? They've never been in that position. Do you think that you have to be a good player or have played that position in order to be a good coach? I think playing the position is definitely going to help you because you're going to have that experience. You can And you can say, you know, during this game I came off the ball and I did this and that and the other. Um, but – you know, having the knowledge and watching film and cramming film and, and just breaking, being able to break down plays is going to be your, your biggest thing. And if you can take, you know, your running back or your lineman and you can break it down to where your left foot is not moving when you, when you need it to. And, and, you know, back when Tebow was playing in college, they hooked him up to a machine to show that his shoulder dropped about, you know, three quarters of an inch. And that's why he wasn't throwing to the maximum. And, that wasn't a player. That wasn't a coach. That was, that was a guy that devised a computer program. So you don't have to necessarily play anything in order to be able to do it or to be able to fix it. It's just, you've got to know the mechanics. You've got to know the knowledge behind it. And if you can let them, you know, if I, if I walked on and I was talking to an offensive line and I'm like, if I can tell you three things that you can change to make you better, are you going to listen to me? And you know if they're and if I tell them the three things they change it and they become better then that's when I know that I've I've put in what I'm supposed to. Um, but you know you got you got to be able to tell them what you got what you got to do, 
you know, they're out there doing what they know to do, but if they're doing it wrong and it's just nature, then they're going to continue to do it wrong. So if you can pinpoint why it's wrong, why they need to change it, and how they can fix it and work with them to fix it, they're going to listen to you all day long. Okay. I want to play a little game with you, word association. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to throw, a, I'm going to throw some words at you, just some words, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Uh, you ready for this? <laughs> Sure. We're gonna have a little fun here in the last ten minutes. Okay, you ready? Here we go. First, first word I'm gonna throw at you: Packers. Best team. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is a good one. You're a Packers fan. Mike McCarthy. Yep. Mike McCarthy. That's Mark McCarthy. What do you? What's your first thought? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. <laughs> All right. How about this? Antonio Brown. Cry baby. Cry baby. I just saw a thing on uh ESPN uh just put yep. up that he is now uh being accused of sexually assaulting his trainer. Um uh, you know, uh, what let me ask you this. Let's talk a little bit yeah. about Antonio Brown. I talked about him to start in the beginning of the season or beginning of the show. Right. Um you're a teammate of an Antonio Brown. Yep. And let's say it's not Antonio, it's Anita Brown, okay? okay? So we have Anita Brown acting like Antonio Brown. What, what, how does something like that destroy a locker room? Well, you know, attitudes are, are big, and if you don't have matching, not even, I won't even say matching, similar attitudes, same goal, same strive, you know, it, it's going to already make it kind of a hot place to be. But you got somebody that's acting out, you know, first it was he, his helmet. He didn't like his helmet. Well, I'm sorry. You make millions of dollars, so either find the helmet that they'll let you wear or, you know, find a helmet that you can wear. You, you've got an opportunity that thousands upon thousands of men alone, not even counting the women who would take his spot in a heartbeat, and you're crying over, over a helmet that is 10 years past its prime. You you. It's your head, man. I mean, get your head in the game. Uh, you know, then you've got, here he is. He's he's not going to play. He's not going to do this. Well, then that puts the coaches in a position to where they're like, okay, well, you know, we're already mad. You know, the, the tempers are, are flying everywhere. So it just it makes it all around just a bullying, hostile place that nobody should have to work at at any kind of, you know, if you work McDonald's, Walmart, or on an NFL team, you shouldn't have to work in a hostile environment to where your blood pressure goes up just by walking into a room. And that's what that kind of attitude and that's what that kind of actions lead to is just people don't want to even be there. So then that turns into practices not going well, people not getting the, the reps they're supposed to get, and it just it turns it all around into a, a boiling cesspool of nothing. And, and, you know, I'm glad the Raiders were able to come out and just do their thing and, and take care of business. But, you know, had they not – had that had that had they let this ex, you know experience really get to them it could have been devastating to their season yeah you know i think a lot of this with the raiders coming out and playing so well against the broncos i think antonio brown had never even played a game for the raiders i mean he wasn't right. even really hardly participating in training camp he really was just yep. a side circus attraction and a distraction uh and so yep. i think uh, you know, I think that had a lot to do with how they were able to prepare uh, for uh, the Broncos because they weren't preparing with Antonio Brown. Um, right. So, yeah, I, and I, I agree with you. I, you know, the, it, certainly an attitude like that, like his, can certainly uh, destroy a team uh, uh, and it can break down that culture uh, and just, like you said, make it a cesspool of, you know, people just don't want to be there. Um, yep. Have you ever in your in your experience in playing football have you ever encountered anything uh someone like antonio brown that is is just constantly uh you know pulling these antics i've not really had any experience with somebody just pulling antics you know to keep from playing or keep from you know drawing just continuously drawing attention to themselves um but experiences have happened to where people you know, get into their negative Nancy attitude and they, they, they pick, they get, they get something negative happens to them and, you know, misery needs company. So they just decide to invite their friends into it. And, you know, it, it, 
I was tr- I always try to be the positive, look at it on both sides. You know, well, if this happened, then why? You know, and if I can see that the person caused it to happen, and that's the repercussion that would have happened if it had been anybody in the world, then it's justified. And you know, suck it up, Buttercup. You you know, it'd be a part of the team. Yeah, you can be mad because that's an emotion. You have to go through it. Be mad, but you know, eventually just get over it and don't don't bring anybody else into that misery. But you know, when you see that it was unjust or whatever, then, you know, you can kind of fight with them and be like, well, yeah, they, it was a little out of line. But at the same time, you all are in a group, you're in a group of people, a, a grown adults even, you know, and grown adults have this attitude of, well, I can do whatever I want to do. You know, we're all teenagers. We were all teenagers at one time when we can do whatever we want to do. And right now you can say, well, I can do whatever I want to do. And I just, I, I'm going to be mad. And, if you just look at it as in, you know, hey, I caused this or, hey, this caused that, which caused that, which caused, you know, this ripple effect, then start clearing out the ripple. Start making it better. Be the bigger person and be like, okay, this is this is behind us and we're done and I'm moving on. And, you know, just that's been my experience is just negative Nancy's over just little, you know, little things. And my first season – uh, the coach kind of wrote me off. I had a knee injury, and I could have easily been a very, you know, cranky, bad attitude person. I barely got to play. There was one game I brought eight people to, and they watched me play two plays. You know, it, it, I was on the news for that game. It was the Mother's Day game, and I still loved being out there. I still loved you know, coming in, and I still went to practice every day. Even though I gripped about it, I complained about it, you know, to myself, to my husband, to my best friend, you know, they're all, they were telling me, you know, you got to do what you want to do because this is your thing. This is definitely your thing, only your thing. I kept going. I showed up to practice every day. I did what I was supposed to do, and eventually I got more playing time. And then I had people who cried that they wanted refunds and they wanted money back because, you know, they pay to play and they were not doing this and that and the other. And it's like, well, you know, if you didn't pay to play, but you're playing and I played to play, but I'm not playing, shouldn't I have been crying first? But I didn't go that route. You know, it was just one of those things. It's like, well, this is just what happens. I'm not going to bring myself down to any levels. You know, I play because I want to play. And that's pretty much how how my experiences have went with it. We're talking with Amanda Harvey, the Tri-Cities Thunder. Uh, yeah, Amanda, we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, what's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Favorite food? Yep. Uh, steak. Steak. Favorite car? Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love a barracuda. And what is your favorite hobby outside of well, – well, I wouldn't – I don't know, talking to with you and, and knowing you a little bit, I wouldn't consider mm-hmm. football as a hobby. But outside of football, what's, what's a hobby for Amanda? I, I, I love uh, crafting and scrapbooking. You know, uh, you know, amongst play, besides playing with my kids, obviously, I like to do scrapbooking and, and make things and wreaths and, and all kinds of just little things like that. <laughs> and what is something that uh, nobody knows uh, – other than your husband, who is a terrific guy, uh, but I don't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But what is something that uh, nobody knows about Amanda Harvey? Um, I I was never really supposed to have kids, and had wrote it off, and so uh, he says I'm going through my midlife crisis by playing football because I had my first child and then decided to play football. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at in in life. Uh, but something I guess people don't know is that I take icing from the tub. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again, we're talking with Amanda Harvey, who her favorite, with the Tri-Cities Thunder, her favorite color is blue. Her favorite fruit is steak. Her favorite type of car is a barracuda. And outside of football, her favorite hobby is crafting. Amanda, I appreciate you uh, coming on tonight. Uh, A pleasure talking with you. I'm going to see you on Sunday. Uh, and I uh, appreciate you coming on night. All right. Thank you, Coach. Have a good night. That is Amanda Harvey from the Tri-Cities Thunder, and we are 
winding the show down, I just want to say thank you to J.C. Hawk Sports Network. Uh, you can come on every night. Uh, uh, this show is on every, not every night, I'm sorry, every Tuesday night at 9, e, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern right here on J.C. Hawk Sports Network. Uh, be sure to go and check out uh, jchawks.com uh, uh, to, to check out more about what it is that they, they offer. There are all kinds of shows coming on. Uh, J.C. Hawks uh, Sports Network. Uh, again, uh, I am Coach Mike Wallace. I sat in tonight for Coach Dave Johnson. Uh, you've been listening to the fifth quarter, and you guys have a blessed night.